We're going from A to Wyoming, talking about the homies making stuff in the USA. We're shooting the shit together, too legit forever. This is the stars of the states. Chicken, 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 chicken. When you chicken and you chick, chick, chicken. California part one. California part one. Hello. It didn't give me a ding dong. That's weird. I want my goddamn ding dong. Zoom. Hi, welcome to Stars <laughs> of the States. Welcome to Stars of the States. I'm Maureen Begley. I'm Ann <laughs> And we're co- cousins. That was my first order of business on housekeeping was like, if <laughs> if people don't know that, it's probably really annoying. Like, obviously, we're friends, too. But like, yeah, we're cousins. Right. We're, uh, yeah, cousins since forever. Our- since forever. <laughs> I was going to say, like, kind of our relation, but I don't know. For when we get famous. We don't want people knowing too much. Or it doesn't um, matter. Please don't, don't let me get famous. God, please, listen. Please. <laughs> I really like doing nothing. This has been super fun. I like five-star reviews. <laughs> listen to our podcast. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. no, I, I mean, this podcast could blow up. That'd be great because that'd be something to do. <laughs> I have some fan business. Oh, do it. Yeah, boy. Fan things. Yeah. When I posted the Arizona post... Arizona, I said, did you know Jimmy Eat World has 10 albums, three live albums, and more? And I included Linda Rodstad's fact about over 30 albums and 15 compilation albums. Um, of the six people who liked that post so far, <laughs> um, one, shout out Stephanie Stanzioni. Stanzioni. She's a big uh, Jimmy Eat World fan. And Weezer and other such bands. She recently made a post talking about how great lead american is oh and, so good yeah and she she's she's really neat so she started following us and like the photo so shout out to stephanie and the official page that celebrates the life of the musician andrew gold liked our post andrew gold was a pop artist from the 70s and he worked with linda rodstadt amongst oh, wow. many others yeah that's awesome so i looked into him a bit yeah he passed away in 2011 and uh, somebody just has this page still, and they're pretty uh, recent with posts. Oh, and because recently they released Andrew Gold, something new, unreleased gold. Crazy times require non-crazy music. So it was uh, the last couple months, but they released some um, unreleased songs. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's kind of neat. So that's why that, that artist is recirculating. And then they must be, you know, checking out Linda Rodstadt hashtags. Because yeah. I just did a bunch of, for every state post I do, I do state hashtags, Western Mass podcast, the artists we do and stuff. Or I tag them in it. So, Did you uh, make sure you <laughs> hashtag Jew? <laughs> for Jimmy Eat World? No. Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot that oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the worst acronym for a band ever. Well, thank you. This episode brought to you by Andrew Gold, dead but still posting. Yeah. (laughs) That's their tagline. (laughs) 
to Andrew Gold's official fan page or music page. Yeah, and when yeah, I said I, I, I was when I said I don't want to be famous, I didn't mean don't go follow, rate, and subscribe. That's not what I, I meant. Absolutely right. go rate, especially if you have a five star review you've just been sitting on. It's just in your in your back pocket. Take it out of your back pocket. Unfold it. Look at your butt impression. It might have a little phrase where the folds were because you sweat a little bit. Take that out. Put put that in a in a review. Exactly. I'm gonna review this right now. Yay! <laughs> hey, four yeah. ratings. Oh, wait, four ratings. Wow, that's actually, that's four not bad. Four five star ratings. Four five star yeah. ratings. Wow. Only two of them are from me. Yay! Oh my god, that's hilarious. Hillary Clinton yeah. probably voted for herself too. He tweeted something recently about how her dad was always reachable and somebody else who had worked for him was like, yeah, even I remember being in Vermont and skiing and we had phones and his servicemen had satellite phones or something, not to talk about Trump's like daily catastrophe. Wait, that's Trump? All it is. Trump recently um, said that he didn't know anything about Russian militants paying Afghan soldiers to like uh, uh, bounties to kill American soldiers. <laughs> so Yeah. He was all like, I didn't hear about that. The vice president didn't hear about that. Mark Meadows didn't hear about that. I remember, like I wouldn't. So, so then the problem is something as serious as Russian, um, you know, soldiers and stuff putting bounties on American soldiers to the Afghans. Is that not so serious and important? And there was a car bombing in April of last year that they think is affiliated and you know wouldn't you know about that right so now what are you trying to say you're trying to d- deny that deny these soldiers lives who've been killed like you know trump is such a mess he's so like awful. car bomb did someone say car bomb yeah get me a guinness you know that's right. him yeah he's just so shitty and then he lies on top of his lies and it's just like everyone knows you're awful Dude, no, something's, like, really wrong with him. Like, he must have hit his head. Like, he reminds me of somebody, like, whose brain is just broken. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have two parents like that, so, oops, gotta snip that. Um, Sometimes you just gotta rate, review, and subscribe. That's right. So, Uh, yeah. Another piece of business from, um, in reflection, I realized that, you know, one, we're cousins, and two, Danny is your brother. We That's talk right. about yeah. Danny. I've actually had to cut a lot of our conversations because I don't know, because it'll be like personal stuff about Danny, but I finally like left in, in last week's episode, I left in, because it was about how he's glowing. So we were talking yeah. about his glow up extensively. <laughs> Which is, yeah, no, it, it, he deserves it. And I didn't say anything to him about it because I'm just waiting <laughs> and hoping he actually listens to the podcast. Oh, that's so mean. That's me. such a mean yeah. sister trick. I do that too. <laughs> I haven't told my sisters that I've talked about them at all. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you'll listen and text me about it, assholes. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, my the artist I'm doing today is one of my best friend is my best friend's favorite artist. Oh wow. And I'm not telling her because uh yeah, if she's gonna listen to the podcast then she'll find out and then she'll give me feedback and be like, Oh my god, you did so and so, that's so awesome and and, and she'll be like, that was terrible. You absolutely just, dis- no. <laughs> right. That's yeah, the worst. She tell me That's that where too. my anxiety okay. goes is like, I'm not going to yeah. do this justice. I gave Danny the yoga mat today. I don't, I think we included that in the last oh, yeah. podcast. He yeah. used it so much. So today I said, oh, that's yours, by the way. Yeah. When you move out, you can have it. <laughs> so he gave me a hug. He was really grateful. <laughs> you were like, no, 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 don't hug me, please. Just wash it. It's not. <laughs> 
You're like, yeah, the, you know the thing that's got about two inches of your sweat in it? It's yours now. Yeah, it's yours You're now. welcome. That's right. This is yours now. No, it's because it's I want to get newer ones. And uh, Matt, I don't know if boyfriend has one. So, yeah, we oh, could Matt, in time. Matt's like your boyfriend. It. Yes, I have a Matt that's my boyfriend. And, and I will always specify because <laughs> I also have a little brother named Matt. Here you go, everyone. Let's just yep. get this out of the way. Here we go. I have a boyfriend named Matt. Yep. And everyone says, oh, why did you date a guy with the same name as your brother? Because it's a name. <laughs> because it's just a name. Matthew is a very common name. And Matthew Begley and Matthew F are very different people. That's <laughs> And because yeah. the comedy is my boyfriend, Matt, has a brother. Guess what his name is? Is it Danny? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out. That's, <laughs> That's how these are just common name. white boy names. It's like Brian exactly. and Michael. Like you, how many Brian's and Michael's do you know? Probably. Exactly. Tons. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's and Chris's and Tim's. Jimmy's. Oh, Kevin. Kevin's yeah. always in that tank top drinking beer at the barbecue. Let's never forget him. That's right. Fucking Kyle's. Don't get me Fucking started on Kyle. that. Or David's. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I just think it's so funny and why would I not date him over that? And right. now I get to be like, you know, there's a Matt and Danny and another Matt and Danny. I know. So well, I have a I have a Sabrina sister and I dated a Serena and they're like they were the same height. It was that was weird but it's on they were so different personality wise that it was oh, like yeah. not even close but and i mm-hmm. mean and then my other sister is maria and how i can't even maria's up there with mohammed i mean there's so many marias and mohammeds running around you can't be like oh yeah i know one mohammed know them all like that's not possible that's right <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> maria's like i have to live in the path of the other marias before no i know so many marias and they're all actually maria is I know Russian Marias, I know Puerto Rican Marias, I know Mexican Marias, I know my sister who's a Maria, who's, um, whose Tinder profile, by the way, is I'm exactly like other girls. <laughs> Carlos Santana's Maria. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maria Maria. Maria Maria. Yes. Your sister's already on um, a Tinder again? Good for her. Oh, yeah. No, she, yeah. Not I don't want to put her again, on blast, but, but she yeah. she was kind of moved on before. That came to a full halt. And, you know, good for her. I'm happy she's happy. She's doing her thing. Yeah. Living her best life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, I mean, she's one I have a lot of respect because she did go through a breakup right at the start of quarantine. And it's like, how do you fucking get over it? How do you go rebound? What do you, you just like, I I guess I'll stay home. (laughs) I don't know. With my feelings and my thoughts. She, I remember reaching out to her, and she's leaned on her roommates and real grateful for them. So shout out yeah. to my cousin's roommates. Yes, Joy. Oh, my God. Them. Speaking of her and her roommates, they asked me – they commissioned me for free um, to, <laughs> to yeah. make their – they made a podcast, and they wanted me to do the intro song. So I made like four versions, and I hate oh. them all, and I don't know if I'll <laughs> actually <laughs> – yeah, I got to like – I got to try another – approach because i didn't see with ours it, it just came to me and i i listened to their first episode and I, I was like i can't think of yeah the tone isn't as i can't do less than super goofy maybe uh, it doesn't need much for vocals if that's what you're stuck on and it just needs a good beat something ooh. are they going for some it's a drinking podcast right 
It's um I thought it would be no they have a they have a mixology thing they do on TikTok and then they their podcast is called High MBD and it's they get high, high and talk about weird movies. Oh. But they're both like weirdly serious when they're high. Like I've never experienced. You got to sample something Twilight Zoney. What if you do like <laughs> <laughs> and then into some violins and and slow it down into like a, a ballad or i don't know because there's like love i might there's, try you this could somehow incorporate yeah like weird movies i'll give love. you half of what they paid me Thanks. Just make sure she likes, reviews, and subscribes. Yeah, like she actually listened to our first episode, and she was like, basically, like, Ange, what the hell is with the audio? You're an audio expert, and I went, don't worry, by Arizona, it gets a lot better. So we're, we're doing our best. <laughs> hey, it only goes up from here. Yeah, or not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, we. Uh, I yeah, looked up well. the law about playing excerpts of music. And under the Fair Use Act, we can play like up to, I saw a range of answers, but seems like the safe bet is up to 10 seconds as long as we obtained it legally. And we could still be sued regardless, but if we obtained it legally or say we obtained it legally, I don't know how they're going to tell. But if we (laughs) obtained it legally, then we have a better chance of defending ourselves and having nothing come of it. So... But and also we're not that big of a deal. I don't think anyone will give a shit. Who knows? Oh yeah, I mean, sorry, your face. You're right. We're a huge deal. <laughs> not yet, no. But I'm like, I was just more thinking. Face is saying like, like, yeah, you're right. We're not gonna. We won't really do much. Or I don't see us ever sampling that much. You know, we may need a hook for something or whatever. Like the Linda Rodstad thing wasn't that long. And then well, I wanted to start playing a little oh. bit from each artist and just hit that 10 second and then i feel like you know we'll be okay if we just do 10 seconds of a of yeah, two random songs yeah okay i don't know sometimes i mean especially I, some of the up and coming people we do won't mind the, the promotion of hopefully hopefully yeah, yeah. marion call <laughs> somehow i have the notifications on for every time marion call tweets Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll edit that or something. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> and so my phone keeps telling me. It's like, Marion called it a new thing. Mm-hmm. She, she said the F again. word or whatever. Yeah, she has a song yeah. called Swear. I mean, an album called Swear coming out. She's a hoot. There's our Marion call update, everyone. Out, out to our friend, our future <laughs> friend, Marion Call. Ooh, it might be too busy to listen to the podcast, but she yeah. wanted to. She's busy swearing. It's okay. Should uh, we jump in? I guess Is so. It time? Yeah. I, guess I mean, so. why not? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm I, excited. Uh, yes, I'm first. And we're in the great state of California. This is California part one. We're doing part two also, <laughs> just in case yeah. you needed to know right. what comes after one. The answer is two. Um, we're doing two because there's a lot of artists out of California, so we don't want to just pick one. And I thought, I was like, maybe other states will have their feelings hurt, because they'll be like, we have a lot of artists, and to them I say, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. How come you're being ridiculous? How come? <laughs> How come you don't know about California's greatness? I mean, come on. Right. I don't want to live there. Cal- I like drinking water. but <laughs> Yeah, I think California, and then we thought, 
New York because it's so many. And then I'm debating maybe Massachusetts because we're from there. So we'd have a chance to do like a favorite or something and somebody local or whatever. But we have time to decide. That's true. I see even with New York, honestly, I'm cool just doing one episode because. Okay. I mean, I don't know. What are they going to do? Beat us up? Forget about it, you know. Forget about it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in my. I'll, I'll put on my Boston accent. Here it is. I'll go. What you think you're better than me? (laughs) And then, and then, you can pack your cat there. You can't pack your cat there. What do you think? You're a big shot. Yours is so good. Oh my god. The fuck you think you are? Maury. Look at my face. Huh? You want to dance, kid? If you don't take that to an audition, do you know how hard the fucking Boston accent is? Like, people have to study that shit for weeks before they do an audition. You you. just pulled that out of your ass in four seconds. I love doing accents. I've done them my whole life. I've got Australian I do pretty good. I don't do my Irish brogue enough, so that gets a little rusty. But, yeah, um, if I'm thinking, if I'm trying to switch from New York to Boston, that might mess me up. But when I'm envisioning like John Krasinski and um, not Sherry O'Terry. Oh, I'm so mad. I can't remember her name. The, the um, and it's Chris. There's a car commercial from this past year and big poppies in it. And it's got automatically um, part auto park for their car. So John Krasinski's in the car. And it's a short woman who's Debbie Downer from SNL from years ago when um, um, Kristen Wiig was on. And then it's the other. The oh, hot guy I know who you're is. talking about. The girl whose face is really smushy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then it's one of the superheroes. Not. Is it Captain America? And he's just got different hair. No. I don't Chris think it Helmsworth. is. Chris Helmsworth. Yeah, no, not him. Chris that's Evans. Thor. Um, you can't pack there, but that's what they're doing. They're all standing there talking, and he's like, "I packed it, and then I unpacked it," you know. And it's it's really silly, but it's funny. And uh, I have a sober friend who has a Boston accent, so we did the commercial the whole month until quarantine came, and we couldn't see each other anymore. Aww. Every time I saw him, I was like, "He's like, what up, kid?" I'm like, "What up, kid? <laughs> it's your car out there, yeah." That's uh, wicked nice, kid. You know, and I love recovery, but it's a shame that guy will never say, hey, you want to go to the packy ever again? <laughs> right? Hey, we going to the packy? You want to hit this store? So we get, I'm trying to get a 40. You got, if you ever make it. make a restaurant, you got to name it the the Rusty Irish Brogue. That was hilarious. Rusty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should. Hey, welcome the to the Rusty, Rusty Irish, Irish Brogue. Oi, get out of here. Get out of my bar. Fuck out of my bar. Dude, you're so good at it. What the fuck? And then when I'm trying to do New York, that's different. And yeah. I encompass a woman. That's a part of it. And I, I get blurry between trying to just be like a Jewish woman or a New York woman. Does everyone? So I know there's affiliation there, like with a lot of the talk, but I don't know what yeah. if I'm going to say like, she's got a lot of moxie or like, can someone call me a cab? Because I'm just trying to get to the Central Park. And I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dude, what the fuck? No, like, listen, our first audio that clip that we do is just that what you just did. When okay, we put great. up our first Instagram audio, which I have to figure out how to do for my other podcast, too. So we got to do that. There it is, guys. Hey, that might sound familiar. That's the excerpt you hear you heard on our Instagram page. <laughs> yes. Or I um will try to look decent one of these times. And even if we record a few spots here and there, like we record some of the check-in, or sometimes I can just record a segment on my phone 
and then be posting that too. I was thinking that today. I, w- I was thinking maybe I don't know if it, we can do it next time, but if we did, um, if we did one where we record the video and put it on. Uh, oh come on, let me pose at video. least. Yeah, hey. no, I'm making that video. Hey, 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 hey. I'll save it. Okay. And I'll post it everywhere. Okay. Well, next time, yeah, we could do it. Well, let's talk about that later. We got to talk. We got to get down to business here. Let's get get down down to business. business. I got, I got, uh, I got a, first of all, I got a, hey, does this sound? Cali facts. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Shit. That's what we're getting into. And then accents happen. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't do the facts for, uh, our last buddy either. Our little Arkansas, oh, and I never play. Have you have you seen that Vine? That's like America. Explain why this Kansas and this not Arkansas. Have you seen that? <laughs> not that one. It's no. so funny. I believe it. Well, there. If you haven't, seen, you just you just basically watched it. So <laughs> <laughs> California, totally, dude. All right, it's the biggest as far as I've seen. I I haven't looked at a chart that has them all, but from what I can see, thirty eight point forty nine billion dollars, billion. That's a big number. That's a very big number. <laughs> billion. Yeah, that's yeah, it's unreal. And then job supported are it's per, it's almost four hundred and fifty thousand do- thousand jobs supported by, um within the music industry. Wow. Um, the there's over forty thousand music businesses. What? Like that's how much I make a year, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, royalty recipients, uh, a little under thirty thousand. Uh, which I'd be interested to know which state has the most of those. I, I like my gut tells me Tennessee, but that's just because if you're a songwriter, that's where you move. That was my thought. I wonder where somewhere practices more like loyalty and that aspect of um, all the different people owning it. Whereas in California, you've got a bunch of people that own the labels or whatever. Like at the end of the day, I may have sang and wrote, wrote the song, but if I belong to this record company and then that person's the whoever. You know, when you said that like 30,000, that's an interesting number compared to how much money they make, I think. Right. And I wonder if that's like, that's because we own you. I own these artists. I own their music. Yeah, that makes sense that the royalty recipient number would be down because they have bigger, bigger companies that own more. Because there's, then there's almost, no, there's, yeah, there's over 193,000 songwriters, which, yeah, so what you're saying, yeah, for sure. What Maureen just said. (laughs) All these people are writing songs. But only this number of people owns all those royalties for all the music coming out of California. So much music. So much wow. music. So much music. I want to do the thing you did, and unless you have it, the uh, the musicians, other musicians of note. Go for it. Okay. So we yeah. got we got a Tupac. You guys know about it. As 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 uh, Tupac and Dre once noted, California knows how to party. X. Um, Tupac, Alanis Morissette. Didn't know that. Beck, Buffalo, I know Springfield. I know. I'm, now I'm mad because we're doing a part two. I already, I think I already picked my part two. Anywho, the Eagles, Etta James, Fleetwood, Mac, Green Day. Green Day? I thought they were fucking British. Really? I didn't think that, but I didn't know. I would have guessed like if they came out ten, 15 years ago, I'd be like Portland. But no, there's it- or, or yeah. California. Wow. 
Is it fucked up that I thought they were British because Billy's teeth are just so bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, as someone whose last name is Buxton, I just, to in order to honor my heritage, I never got braces. <laughs> yeah. Also, we were broke. Um, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> The Beach Boys, The Doors, The Grateful Dead, Creedence Clearwater mm-hmm. Revival, Dead Kennedys, Doobie Brothers, Dr. Dre, Guns N' Roses, Ice Cube, Jerry Garcia, which why you don't need to have okay, whatever. Santana. There we go. That's what's up. It's a lot. It's a it's a whole ton. And so I just I decided to focus on hip hop, which in and of itself is ginormous. Um the the Cal the West Coast hip hop scene is is huge and it's constantly growing. I watched a lot of YouTube lists of new artists and I was and they pretty much all didn't always like sound the same, but they all were talking about the same shit. It was like, my brother died, I sell drugs, I have some guns, I got a girl once, come over and we'll take some pills. That's, that's it. That's how it goes. That's, any, honestly, it doesn't even have to be a West Coast rapper. That's, that's like mumble rap. That's like that purple juice rap. I have an artist somewhat affiliated with that because she's only been around for less than, 20 years but for getting mixed in with like this new versions and more modern styles and lifestyle looking ways and stuff it's not all my cup of tea because my our heydays was early 2000s yeah Uh, we love and respect the 90s because we know about it because that's our aunts and our moms like you know we've known the words to rapper's delight Whoop, there it is, like, across yep. the board. And, like, you know, so a couple of Tupac songs, like, not everything, but, you know, we've been given a pretty wide aw- array of an arsenal of music. Um, it's Auntie Tina and Auntie Andy love the Beach Boys. Not the Beach Boys, sorry. Beastie Boys. The Beach Boys. In New York. I don't know how I, yeah. The, God the Beastie only Boys. knows. <laughs> Barbara Ann. Barbara, Barbara, Barbara Ann. Uh, yeah, Barbara Ann. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little surfer named Paul Revere. He had a surfboard and a pint of beer. <laughs> That's how you converge the Beachy Boys. What, what? The uh, Beachy Boys. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, our aunts love the Beastie Boys, and they love the album License to Ill, and they pass that on to their kids. So you know, we've been we've been about that. But yeah, even my artist, she's kind of new age, so I like more of it all than I don't. But some of it, I'm like, I'm too old. This is not cool to me. I think we're gonna we're gonna cross paths today because I'm doing the hip hop stylings of Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Well, one more time, Dell the Where's... Funky Homo Sapien. Dell yeah. the Funky Homo oh, Sapien. Yes. Okay, if okay. You, if you've seen the hip hop series on Netflix, they do a little bit of thing with him and the hieroglyphics. Um, and honestly, like I, okay. So to start this story, I have to say that I have an external hard drive with over twenty thousand songs on it, iTunes songs on it. And it was because when my computer got stolen, my roommate in college, Sarah Mead, shout out her forever, shout out her for life. Um, her brother was an underground hip hop DJ in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and she took the hard drive home, put her brother's 
iTunes library on the hard drive, and now I have over 20,000 songs of underground hip-hop. And and honestly, a lot of it I still haven't like listened to all the way through, but Del the Funky Homo Sapien is one of the rare ones besides Big Daddy Kane where I've his entire discography burned onto CD and it's in my car. So, he's the shit. He's the weirdest, funkiest fucking... It's like trippy samples and nerdy fun and it's it's narrative rhyming but it, he plays characters and he's it's like sci-fi but he's like also yeah so let's t- let's talk have you heard of him before I have not he sounds very interesting and entertaining so I'm delighted to hear Okay great hold on all one about it. one second Listen if you're listening at home you don't know what just happened so I just have to start over my whole story because Oh man. I I have I was going to say before I started that I have my period and I've been dying of cramps for over 72 hours like to the point where like I couldn't walk yesterday and I don't want to like complain about it but I think I'm dying and like I'm so all over the place. I keep dropping things and like I have been dropping things the last few days. Yeah, and and my app is telling me it's coming, but the misery starts a week at least before I'm get I get mask acne. And then worse, yep. period acne. Monday, <laughs> I couldn't even sit in on a meeting. I won't get into it all, but I tried to, I got into one, and then I all I had to do was tell them that I'd never been to this type of meeting before. Instead, I'm getting upset. I'm yelling while I'm on mute. And then I like <laughs> left because I'm a fucking child. And then I yelled at myself about it for an hour. And then I, I relaxed, though, went grocery shopping later, and like took it easy and then I was okay. So I was like, okay, so this passed sooner with less damage. But when I was in the middle of it, it was fucking awful. And I was like so miserable and mad at myself. I'm like, this is exhausting. Like I need to not let every month the same thing happen. Don't <laughs> like, we all, I feel like that is like, this is why girls have to talk about their period or like why it doesn't even have to be a girl. Like we have to talk about it because it is so terrible and you have that like short-term memory of like yeah like every month i do the same thing where i'm like i'm not gonna get super depressed and hate myself next month i'm gonna know it's my period no i'm not i'm gonna forget again and then realize and like why have i i haven't been able to do anything like i've been so unproductive and just so like ugh, just so gross like i can't do anything yeah i'm more forgetful I don't feel as focused when I'm praying. I keep catching resentments at every meeting. Yes. I'm just irritable. Snapping at Danny this morning. like, And then if, especially if I'm with my boyfriend, I do my best to keep reminding him or I tell him because I'm ruthless because I can just keep being yep. mean. And he's just like, okay, like I know what's going on. And like, that's also why you're like this, but you know, you got to try, babe, take it easy. Or like, Stop talking about yourself like that. I'm just like, everything is awful. Rah! Yeah. No, that's, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. much. I said to Alex today, I'm like, I wouldn't, I was like, I feel like I'm worse on my period than I was when I was drinking. <laughs> she was like, no, first of all, no. Second of all, it's like every, like, I'm like, this is me at my worst. And she was like, you know, me too. So it's not, but it is, I'm at right. my, I'm just like so miserable. Like, Yeah. And I yeah. can't eat or I'm constantly eating. It's it's one or the other. Yep. I don't get everything it. in my house I don't want. Yes. But I want to eat everything. I, I'm 
Mm-hmm. I look at food, I'm like, ew, no. And then it's like, then I ate a whole bag of trail mix. Like, choose one. <laughs> I'm getting my hair cut Thursday. I'm going to see a girlfriend will be alone in her backyard. I'm going to go with my hair clean and wet and combed. She's just cutting my dead ends. But I know that's nice. going to help because I'm I'm already bloated. I'm going to be bloated and pissy. But a nice haircut after not getting one since I'm never on top of that shit. But I got one in March because I was like, I don't want to go any longer. It's only almost been seven, eight weeks. But if I go, I'll get into a better habit of going like every two or three months. I'm going to get better. And the girl there was like, I don't have to cut a lot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, just but trim it for me, please. And if I hadn't done that, I I don't know. By like May, I'd be fucking. I mean, do you see this revolutionary war ass hair? It's so just, bad. I look like I've been in a coal mine and someone left me down there. Beings. Thackeray Beings. Yeah, Thackeray Beings. Emily. <laughs> Call that. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. You want I, to do this? This is great. So I did half the story and then we started over off track, which you deserve as a listener. You truly deserve. You deserve to know what's going on because we don't we have no clue now i have to play this little intro thing again all right listen this is the beginning of a song called skull and crossbones from del the funky homo sapiens album both sides of the brain tons of good stuff on that album so this song skull and crossbones is an is basically an anti-drinking and driving song um where he plays a dude that is drunk and wants to drive anyway and and then he dies in the last verse which just really guess the theme of that one. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Oops, oops, oops. Give me the keys, I'm okay. Quit telling me I'm drunk, only half five hurricanes. Quit being such a Puritan, I'm mega turbican. Waking up and it's all a blur again if I'm alive. All right, and that's that's the chorus. Wow. So he says that again like three or four times, and it's. I mean, you can hear in there, you can hear the you know, the, I love it. The cadence of the 90s hip hop cypher rapper, rapper, which he is. He was born. I, let's see if I can do this from memory. That'd be pretty. Uh, that would you know what? Fuck it. This happens for a reason. OK, yeah. Progress, not perfection. All right. Yeah. So he's born in 1973 in Oakland, California, and his cousin is a little-known rapper that you might have never heard. It's Ice Cube. His cousin is Ice Cube, obviously a very successful Oakland rapper, and he has Del the Funky Homo Sapien, his cousin, in his group with him, the Lynch Mob, and Del gets his own solo project when he's 18, so... Ice Cube helps him with that, and he's like, he wants him to be a commercial success and everything. And I think it was 93, but let's just double check. I think so, too. Oh, not no, 91, Adele drops, yeah. I Wish My Brother George Was Here. And it's got that song, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob. So he's a, uh, it's a commercial success. Just for the record, his birth name is Taryn Delvin Jones. So good name got yeah gotta love it and i i love his his rap name really fits his style all of his songs are like weird and conceptual and he's always trying to teach a story 
He's got wordplay. I mean, his wordplay is ridiculous, and it's funny, but it's informative. Um, I really respect him for that. It's like stories on stories. He's got lessons he's teaching you in the stories, which is always good because the layers of entertainment, the dope beat, what he's talking about, how he says it, the, the voice, the cadence, all of it. It's layers of good stuff. Yeah, he's like, it's, yeah. And his style is really, like, specific. Like, the his voice, his style. So he has, like, a distinct feel about him. And one of the things that he moved away from working with Ice Cube is because he was, like, he felt very limited musically by trying to do the commercialized stuff. He was like, I want to do my own thing. I want to have a range of genres. So he actually terminated the the producer-artist relationship with Ice Cube and started off on his own path. And that's when he signed with Electro Records. So Electro, very commercialized stuff. So Dell was kind of one of the only ones on the label really doing the, the funky type shit that he was doing. So he drops No Need for Alarm in 93. That's through Electro Records. And like commercially, the reason it did well is because it was so defining that it was where he introduced Hieroglyphics, his new group. And he had, it's that Cypher style. He's got a bunch of rappers on there with him. And from there, you get that, like, you know, every album might feature four or five different rappers or or a song. I mean, every song might feature four or five different rappers, but also there are songs of just, of just him, him with four people, four other people that aren't him. So it's a nice, you don't get bored listening to it. And it's like 24 songs. And it's really funny. What's that album called again? Uh, no need for alarm. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Check that one out. Right, and so just to give the quick list of rappers in hieroglyphics because that is he did found that group. It's Opio, A Plus, Festo, Tajai or Tajai, Casual, Pep Love, De- obviously Dell himself, and then their producer was Domino. Dope. He was doing things on the West Coast that Wu Tang Clan was doing on the East Coast. And yeah, hieroglyphics, they have this, um, their logo is this three-eyed, straight-lipped face. It's pretty cool, but it's on all of their albums, their website, their stickers, everything. And they do have a pretty good following because they do live concerts. They have a podcast called Hyrocast, which is pretty neat. Cool. Yeah. And then they promo on their website. And I'll talk later, but Dell has done some really fun things with using the internet to get music to people for basically no money at all. Um, like he's he's not he hasn't got that kind of commercial success where he's so detached from the reality of the everyday human, um, which I which I makes him what he is. You know, he can comment, have social commentary on things because he's in it. Yeah, he's like not so famous that he's unreachable, but more so keeping that um, one foot in the underground and, you know, the other foot just like his name carries some weight, you know, being around since, you know, the 90s. So especially with that whole genre, because one of my favorite, my favorite rapper is Idea. He passed away years ago, but that's his big thing. He's a big freestyling Cypher, it was with Rhyme Sayers, DJ Abilities, and all the guys he worked with that, like, they are, a lot of what they do stems from, I'm sure, one of his influences was. Yeah. Well, in the hieroglyphics. 
and I don't know, I, I could have gotten cut, but he was one of the, he's very De La Soul. Like, he he has very, very colorful artwork on his albums, and he's got this sci-fi thing where he's, like, just so creative. His music is beyond music. Like, honestly, the album No Need for Alarm, because there's so many people on it, it's, like, parts of it are just straight-up skits. Like, it's just, like, watching a movie, but you're listening to an album. Um, and that's the oh. kind of stuff he was doing. Yeah. That sounds powerful. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah. So, okay. So here we are, we're at in 98 and he actually doesn't release anything for five years after no need for alarm. And then Electra records, they're like, Oh, you have an album coming out in a month. Well, we're actually going to drop you from the album. We know that you haven't dropped anything in five years and Oh yeah. And it's a month before your album drops, but they just they t- uh, terminated his contract, and I don't. You had a an idea for that, but now I don't remember what it was. Just like that's that's unprofessional, and somebody on one end, you know, is unprofessional to me, you know, and I won't assume, but it's like for the company in those five years to not have decided before to not you know keep him on, and then to drop him a month before release. You know, did he keep telling them, I'll get you something, I'll get you something. And then when he did, they didn't like it. You know, I don't know. But then still, if what he does works, because he's good at his job, they should have just embraced, you know, his creativity. But we've talked before about how um, labels think they know everything and they want what they want, you know. And it's just like, this is art. you got to let this artist create their art because it's what works. And there's a level of authenticity and reach that artists can get to people when they're being their most authentic and their best selves. I think, you know, like we'll always want to see somebody singing half naked (laughs) and on some catchy song, you know, that may never change, but you know, when somebody is writing their own or just doing it their way, like that's better. And, and he had clearly had a following. I'm wondering if, yeah my my thing is like the album oh i mean the label the label always has more room to flex on someone they always have more control than the artist does and so the only and i couldn't find any more information about this whole termination of the contract thing but my my go-to thought is they told him to switch up something he didn't want to switch it up and they said you have a month to do it and then he didn't do it. And then it was a month before the album release and they were like, bye bye. And I mean, he did it. Like you said, he did his own thing. And like, that's as an artist, that's so much more of a powerful statement. And the reason that he's still collaborating with people today, he's still making music and dropping singles today, which is nuts. I bet more than half the artists that we've ever gone. I wonder what happened to them probably had to do with creative differences and then them not still getting the support and stuff that they needed, you know, labels pick somebody up for their talent or their look or a little bit of both. And then when they, you know, have a voice or get a little behind them, like, see what I did. I made this money. Like I did this whole thing. Labels like that's because we booked your tours and we booked your, your gigs. You'd have nothing without us. And it's, but it's just so counterproductive. Like, You know, why as a label and all these people with all this power, it's just, I just think it sucks that they do it that way because you could just 
believe in someone and support them and let them do their thing. And then it, everyone flourishes. But I think they care more about money than people, you know? So, uh, yeah. We need to take down the system. It's broken. <laughs> the system is broken. It's all broken. Okay. So, it's my real thought for the podcast. It is. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you get people like him trying to innovate the system. So what ends up happening is he establishes his own independent record label, Hieroglyphics Imperium Recordings, which basically it's like the whole roster of Hieroglyphics, and then he adds a couple other artists, and they collaborate pretty regularly. And there's just so many of them on the label that they're able to keep kind of keep things moving. Future Development is the album that comes out. It comes out in 98, and it sold about 400,000 copies, which is pretty good. And yeah. he, some of the feedback he got was very mixed. He got three out of five stars from all music that said, you know, they said, quote, the album's less coherent than the, his previous two albums and less immediate sounding without being immaterial, which is basically their way of saying it's pretty whack. We don't know what to make of it. And then later, two years later, Charles Aaron of Spin, much bigger uh, and I would say more credible than all music. He said yeah. uh, it's perhaps Dell's finest album. So again, mixed reviews, just interesting. Yeah. Mm. And you can't always sit there and go, well, one writer shat on my stuff. And, you know, because then two years later, you get a review like that. And it just takes time. Like Lizzo, like she dropped. What's the album that's got all the the bangers on it? Um, the, Truth Hurts, I think. And it won a bunch of awards two years after it came out because no one fucking paid attention. So it happened. That's right. She worked so hard and shook that booty everywhere <laughs> and demanded people to love beautiful black women and black girl magic. And here we are. <laughs> she said slow songs, they for skinny hoes. So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think you can get a lot of wisdom if you haven't listened to Lizzo yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to our dude, Del, Del the funky homo sapien, everybody. He releases another collaborative work with hieroglyphics. Um, called Third Eye Vision, and it actually peaked at number twenty six when it came out, which is dope. Um, on the yeah. the Heat Seekers album, and then it was like number eighty eight in the top hip hop ar- albums chart. So it get and it it gets a lot more copies sold in the first, even just the first couple weeks, but in total. And in twenty fifteen, so a number of years later, Fact placed the album at number thirty four on the hundred best indie hip hop records of all time. That's what's up. That's in the top 50. That's cool. That's the top half. Yeah, and I would say he is a very prolific underground rapper. Like, if you haven't listened to his stuff or anyone from Hieroglyphics stuff, like, just throw it on and, like, be like, ooh, I want to rhyme now. Like, it just makes me want to fucking bop. Like, Awesome. So then Both Sides of Brain came out, which is the song I just played. So this wasn't – that was his fourth album that he came out with. And in that album, he he, – talks about well let's talk about deltron 3030 because this is where he starts working with deltron 3030 it's a side project that he had in like the early early 2000s and it's him kid koala who might sound familiar dan the automator another familiar name um and it's the three of them so kid koala dan the automator and del the funky homo sapien they make up the super group deltron 3030 and when they drop their stuff i mean yeah, it got them so much exposure. Um, the 3030 project was, it was like a marketing move because 
the CD basically capitalized on the growing interest of like computer technology. So they incorporated a bunch of motifs of science fiction. They had they were like storytelling about life and about hip hop, but it was all based in the year thirty thirty. Smart. Okay. Right? It's lit. That's cool. Yeah. So they took in. They basically took on a bunch of like pop internet terminology and they put it into the record and just that culture of like the future like almost like because it was 2000 so that like xenon girl of the 20th century that whole shit like it was they kind of capitalized on that idea the futuristic uh world of hip-hop and the future is now kind of thing okay yeah yeah that's and, cool and they did that's another cool. a second one um called event two in 2013 so they you know 13 years later, and, and they still kind of were messing around with stuff. Um, Okay, this is some of the stuff I had heard of him before I knew who he was was from this album because it's like he plays, there's a lot of like Dr. Octagon samples. And in that way, he reminds me a lot of MF Doom. But MF Doom is so much more well known. So it feels like Del the Funky Homo Sapien kind of gets glossed over even in the hip hop world. I see what you're saying. Yep, but I know who I'm of doom is. Right. Yeah, he's done a lot of work. Donuts yeah. or whatever. No, that might mm. be the other. Jay Dilla. Uh, but Jay Dilla, very Jay Dilla-esque, actually. And okay. in um, his Dr. Octagon thing, he he works with Cool Keith and DJ Cuber. And then just I just made a list of who else he's worked with, just in case. Um, MF Doom is one of them. Uh, cool AD. Figure, Mayday, D- The Dirty Heads, Gift of Gab, who I love. Gift of Gab is so good. Wu-Tang Clan, Sleep, Dinosaur Jr., and The Gorillas. That's what's up. So I know most of those. <laughs> you might know Dell's voice from Clint Eastwood and Rock the House because Dell's the rapper that's on that song. What? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> little easter egg for you yeah (laughs) he's got verses on clint eastwood which is like the biggest one and then he did some songs on rock the house wow yeah so that's the second verse sorry yeah actually let me it's in here which one he does Okay, so he's on clint eastwood and rock the house both of which achieves chart success and featured dell okay yeah he's the rapper on there on both those songs and his identity with with the gorillas is Dell the ghost rapper and the whole um like lore behind it is it's the spirit hiding from death within the band's drummer Russell Hobbs oh nuts that's he's fucking nuts. dope yeah finally someone let me out of my cage <laughs> yes that's <laughs> him yes wow yeah that's a, that's a good it's such a good song that is God, that's like in the top 20 or 30 songs from that year to me or from the early 2000s. Like, yeah, the gorillas, you think Clint Eastwood and you, uh, you picture the cartoons and that's so cool. I did not know that. And I love that song. Isn't that neat? And I actually just, I found another thing. So I talked about Deltron 3030's album Event 2 in 2013. He did this thing with it where they got mad artists and celebrities to be on it so joseph gordon levitt features on it aaron bruno david cross amber tamblin mary elizabeth winstead the lonely island david chang emily wells mike Patton, jamie coolum 
and they all gave vocals on the album and like and like spoken word stuff because it was like futuristic hip hop and so he got he just got mad celebrities to come be on it. Wow. Deltron thirty thirty. Wow. And he doesn't give up. Like this dude has been working and working and working and working and working. <laughs> like Wow. That's so, lit. Okay. Cool. Just to also name a couple other things he's done that you might recognize him from and then I have two or three more stories to tell about him that I found interesting, but he's actually on a lot of video game soundtracks. So a lot of people recognize his music from he's in he's got a song in Street Fighter Five, NBA Two K, Pro uh Pro Skater Three, Tony Hawk, um, and then uh Pro BMX, Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX game. So a lot of his he does work specifically, like he'll take a track to the next level and sell it to these like popular video games. Which is pretty lit. Smart. Because uh, people associate that. They could hear that song anywhere and they think of the video game. But whenever they play that video game, they always hear that song. And then even if they don't remember the artist at the time, they know they've heard it. They know that voice. So that's really cool. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's just dedicated to being an independent rapper too, which is what makes the whole thing with Hieroglyphics Imperium like... He's like the first independent hip hop label that successfully used the internet. And basically he's like the standard for like how do I be a profitable independent hip hop label? Oh, let's look at hieroglyphics and see what they did. Because awesome. they did I mean they J Biz, like all these people were because of him. And he did a lot of the beats. He worked yeah. Um, all right. So a couple other like just two or three more little tiny stories about him. In 2018, over the summer, he was with the Gorillas during the final act of um, the the Rose Killed Festival in 2018. So he, he falls off the stage during a performance of Clint Eastwood, and he couldn't get back up. And, I mean, he they just had to cut the performance short, which is super sad. Um but he had he he fucked himself up. He fractured seven ribs and actually punctured one of his lungs. Oh shit! Yeah. So he was still hospitalized four days after the incident. Just such bad luck with that. That's rough. Yeah, it yeah, took him until September to go back to touring. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, just he was born in '72. You said or '73, so yeah, he's no spring chicken. But even in decent shape, like. That's rough. That's rough stuff. Yeah, ribs. Oof. He fell off a whole state. Yeah, he like a whole yeah. state, bro. He's lucky he didn't get paralyzed, honestly, because if his ribs yeah. broke, he could have broke his back. Yeah. Another controversy that happened was Electra, his old record label, the the demons, if you would. He <laughs> in two thousand four. So going back a little bit, they actually released the best of Del the Funky Homo Sapien, the Electra years, without his approval. So what the fuck? I know. So so Deltron thirty thirty takes off, and this is what they do. And basically, the CD only includes songs from his first two albums and like a couple B sides. But he was like, "What the?" He was literally like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Don't buy the CD." And he was like, "No, like this is literally Electra trying to make money off of me because of my newfound fame with Deltron thirty thirty. Like, do not buy this this CD. So fuck." Wow. That. Yeah. You know, shit must have gone down. It must have, in those five years, you know, when he didn't work, maybe a lot of it he wanted a break, wanted some time to be creative, and then whatever he kept giving them, they, they didn't like. 
And if it isn't talked about, even if we try to search the archives for interviews, there's probably a non-disclosure signed in there and shit like mm-hmm. that. And that's just on top of what I've talked about. When as soon as they own you or own something of yours, that's it. And that's just so it's, you know, to when so they could have up. just supported him and he could have been on their label for all these years. But you want to be petty and greedy and someone is, is going to stick up for themselves and then prove to be right, then flourish with their next project, Deltron 3030, and then y'all are going to release some shit without their permission. Like, there's nothing more insulting or unprofessional. So and they do it rude. wide just because they can get away with it. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So going back to before, like, you know, theories of like, you know, who who played what role, it's like for them to go back and be like, you know what else after dropping him like that? Let's take his music and let's make money off of it. Exactly. Like, y'all are really petty, though. Like, that's the yeah. pettiest shit I've ever heard. <sighs> they probably offered him a lot of money. They probably purposely offered him amount that he would have a lot of trouble refusing. And he yep. signed some shit. And yep, yeah. Ugh. Ridiculous. Just so wrong. So, the the thing is, though, coming off of all that and knowing how bad record companies screw artists, he actually he switches the game up again. So 2008 to present, basically, he's been doing crazy stuff with the internet where he will drop whole albums on stuff like Bandcamp for free and just be like, yeah, go download it for free. So he does stuff like that, like um, Funkman, um, 11th Hour. He just puts has put whole albums out to that you could just get for free. And Automatic Static, um, Automatic Static had an unfixed rate with a minimum of three dollars. So if you could only give three dollars, you could get the, the album. He was like, I don't, I don't care. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's for the love of the art and for the fans. That's so, that's so good. That's so cool. I love it. And then he did. So he did that three dollar minimum, and then his next album, it ain't illegal yet. He put no fixed price. So he said, just pay whatever you want, if whatever you can afford. And then it ain't illegal to do that yet. It exactly. Ain't and this is 2010, and he's doing stuff that I've seen a lot of Kickstarters on a lot of Kickstarter, like for playing cards. Cause, um, you know, I'm. Hey, listen, if you're if you're up with the playing card community, I just want to brag that I got three decks of the Peelers V3 this morning. They sold out in four minutes, so I'm kind of the shit. Just saying. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, playing we, card. <laughs> I want to die now. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> oh my god. So he he does a thing where he if you pay a certain price for the album, you can get like extra bonuses. All right. That's so cool. Last thing I want to do is I want to talk about some controversy where Eminem called him out because he in this song called um Whack MCs, Eminem was like did a special episode on Dell calling out LL Cool J, but because this is this is the line that he had um, that Dell wrote. It said, "Why swoon when you hear a ballad?" Is what I tell abroad. Cause Ella fraud, he ain't hella hard. I used to look up, now I want to cook up. So Dell went on Twitter and like added Eminem a bunch and was like, "Listen, that this was a result of peer pressure and people in his camp telling him that Def Jam." was that the Def Jam legend was dissing him. And then he said in a tweet, he said, heard at Eminem mention me on a recent episode of Shade 45 for dissing LL Cool J back in the day. And he adds everybody. He added LL Cool J too. Like he was like, I'm addressing this right now. 
And he said, I wanted to address that as it's crazy and true, but there's more to it. So it's true I did it's true that I did diss him, but only because everyone around me was pumping me up and telling me that Elo dissed me. He said basically he shouldn't have believed it and he shouldn't have bought into the they were just trying to stir up drama and get him to spit shit like like that's the kind of stuff that he moved away from working with Ice Cube because of. Cause he was like, that's so petty. Like Ella was one of my favorite rappers. And now everybody that I'm hanging out with is telling me that he's talking shit about me, but he never did. Yeah. That's petty stuff. And whether you're a bunch of hip hop rappers or catty girls or whatever, you know, people will just do it just to see what'll happen or whatever. That's interesting. And I think it's real grown and cool of him to be like, yeah, I said it. And this is why I said it. So don't try to put me on blast because I'll back up what I said. But if you want to know why I'm willing to say that's what it was and I'm sorry, that's grown. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, he's he's so I mean, honestly, y'all, if, if you must listen to a song, listen to the song if you must, because he's so funny. It's literally a song where he just rips on this dude who has bad hygiene. And it is <laughs> so fucking funny, like. He said, I try to be subtle and offer him a stick of gum. Like, he's like so <laughs> funny and chill. And it just to think that people were in his ear being like, nah, bro, you need to add more drama to your shit. It's like, dude, this guy is clearly such a good natured, like, fuck around, tell jokes kind of dude. Like, he's probably I- like that in person. I bet you happen to sit next to him at a concert and he's going to offer you some of his joint or whatever. I tell you, you know, hey, it's been cool hanging out near you, buddy. You're a good uh, crowd neighbor. Or just, you know, yeah. you like, catch him in the elevator and he's probably genuinely nice. He's got a good vibe. Not fake. Not an ego. You know, I bet. He makes me honestly listen to his stuff again because uh, every time I listen to him, I'm like, I want to go back in the studio and do my own shit and stop caring if people think it's too nerdy. Like he's uh, all right. I want to end with. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. He ins- do it. He is. If you're listening to this, Dell, you really inspire me because you you really. This is some of the illest lines that I think this is from Jaw Gymnastics. But my poetry, you covet mega mega destructive. You can't fuck with. I'm loony with language. This art form is truly endangered, so I change it. Never doing the same shit. I'll make a profit off of oxygen. Phenomenon with no homonyms. Hit him with a sonic boom. Eradicate your nom de plume. Procure of in. Procure or insert a word with hypodermic earnest and leave you burning like a furnace. He's nasty. Wow. Yeah. So good. <laughs> that's so good. I mean, and that's like, I didn't rap it like him because his st- his flow is just so original and unique. Like, it's just so different. That's awesome. You gave a really good segment on it. I feel like I know him and I know like uh, that he motivates and inspires you and you're very entertained and moved by him. And that's cool. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can I'm really grateful that I got to cover him. So, thank you for listening. Yay! Do we take a quick break? I would like to, yeah. I got to right. move my legs. Uh, yeah, I got to pee. Wait, can you say that again about Bruin? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get Bruin to come up here, but he isn't available for a cameo today. It's like it's not in my contract. Oh, that's so funny. And I was like, "You don't have a contract." He's like, "Exactly. <laughs> if you want me on my show, you have to talk to my people." But but he really said, and then he rolled over on the floor and he's like, are you going to stop and rub my belly? I'm like, no, I can't do that right now. I'm doing a show. All right. I double checked. We're definitely recording. Hopefully that never happens again. Great. That's all right.
it's, it's all good. It happens. Um, from San Jose, California. I chose Claudia Alexandra Madriz Meza, who's better known as the rapper Snow the Product. Ooh, Snow the hey, Product. Hey, thank you. Hey. She is fuego. She's so good. Okay. She's 33. She's originally from San Jose. And when she was a teenager with her family, they moved to San Diego. So before we move forward, when uh, she recently celebrated, her birthday was June 24th. So she just turned 33 on the 24th. She had a small get together. I saw a little on Instagram. Um, they had a really cute cake. They're doing little sparklers and stuff. And she just bought a ranch somewhere in California. Um, I'm not, I, they, she probably doesn't say it. But her parents are from Mexico. So um, both her parents, so her, all of her lineage, she is Mexican. And they've been in, you know, they moved her parents from Mexico to California and then San Jose. And I don't even know if she has siblings. I want to say she does, but that's not listed specifically. Uh, my main source was Wikipedia. But then I went to her own website and I have some excerpts from Rolling Stone. Nice. Um, yeah, and I, I know she at least has a sister because I think she's mentioned her in her Instagram. And I want to say she's in a video and stuff. But so recently, Father's Day was a couple weeks ago. She shares on Instagram this video of her and her dad. Must be from the 90s. You know, she's very little. You can tell by the quality. It's super VCR. <laughs> They're singing a song in Spanish. It's the fucking most precious thing ever. Mm. And uh, she has this beautiful caption, you know, about... Um, him teaching her the love for music and hard work and, and, and having all this pride. And then she writes a bunch of things in Spanish and including the lyrics, I think whatever song they're singing, which is in Spanish. So it's Aww. beautiful. And then just recently, right around her birthday, she's got a couple pictures of her mom um, in front of certain spots at their home, their new home, the ranch. I, I want to say that, Oh, in the caption, she put, my parents always wanted to go back to the homeland, back to the ranch. So I got them one here, basically. So, yeah. She worked really hard. So it's really exciting that she could afford that and do that. She's given back. And she does it from a prideful, like proud of herself, not out of ego and pride kind of display. You know, she just, wow. she worked really hard. Yeah. So that hustling mentality started for her when she was six. She performed in talent shows and stuff in and out of school. And she performed in her grandfather's mariachi band. So, Another mariachi band. Do you think she's a fan of Linda Rodstadt? I should oh, ask man. her if I ever meet her. Oh, man. Of Snow all the things I could ask her, be like, are you a fan of Linda Rodstadt? At Snow the Product. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? She moved when she moved to San Diego. She started to hear hip hop more. Um, and yeah, she was born in 87. So I, I can't specifically tell you the time frame and then where she was in Cali, but oh, probably I got, right I, along with. LL, I mean, that's LL Cool J. Yeah. That's Ice Cube. That's, yeah, we're yeah. right in it with that. I mean, yeah. I honestly, Tupac was probably just getting out there. Yeah, she's, if she's 33, then yeah, from. At, at 10 years old was 97 
Yeah, that's super neat. She just grew up, yeah, with all that good California hip hop and stuff. I bet she and listened was, uh, to this song. Mm-hmm. Beep beep. The singer got the keys to the Jeep. Vroom. Vroom. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> Action Bronson. One of his songs, "Acting Crazy," it's my favorite. I know a lot of the words, and all of a sudden he'll he says, "Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not Spanish, but something else." Westside, kill him with they know. Or whatever it is, I'm like, I know that from other songs. Kill him with they know. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but I know I know it. You wanna kill him with it? You wanna kill him with it? You wanna kill him with it? Hey, yeah, no. yeah. Yo, I know that shit. That's when you lift one leg up and you like spin in a circle and then you fall because you <laughs> drank too many Coronas. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened. You roll your body too much we and you roll yourself there. onto the floor. <laughs> we all been at that party. <laughs> I've been hurt. I've been hurt many times. Uh, you go home, <laughs> there's like, there's yellow rice all in the bottom of your chonklas. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, so at 19 all these years falling in love with hip hop and, and, it, and music. She starts freestyling with her friends. And originally she wanted to be a social worker, but it was that love of music and her friends and her kind of getting into it and then getting good feedback and just picking it up that she was like, I think I need to pursue music. I think this is what I'm really meant to do. That's awesome. Snow. Oh yeah. So I took this part right from Rolling Stone or no, right from the Wikipedia, this part, how do I break it down? I'm going to list all of her albums, a bunch of her major songs. There's stuff people may know her from, from 2017. And, uh, is she kind of a singy rapper or like a, yeah, she does sing Uh a little bit, but her, one of her main things is she raps in English and Spanish. Oh, what? Yeah. I don't mean that she has some songs in Spanish, and some songs in English. Here's a great first example or spot to like just jump off from as far as if I find the perfect 10 second moment, that's, um, this is what I mean. So let me start to play it and I'm going to fast forward a little bit of the intro there. Okay. Let me start at 24 seconds and see if I can. Here we go. And wait, so here, here. Yeah. Oh my God. She really goes into it in Spanish. Wow. She really comes in and out. She has impeccable flow. Yeah. And it's her, her tone. That's that's one of the best things about her. And I think. Yeah, that, that her voice. Yeah, it's really distinct. Okay. Yeah. Where do I begin? So she's she's beautiful. That's a that's just a fact. There's that's that. Good to, you should have um, led with that. Why'd you bear the lead? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by the way, she's really thing. hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was mean. Yeah. I'll take that back. No, it's all right. Now you're good. I mean, as far as trying to be taken seriously and a lot of the issues she has is she's so beautiful and that's the thing she's so much more than a pretty face she's a uh, she's very smart she i want to say wikipedia said at the time she only went so far with her education but i think has gone back since then and 
she's somebody like if she wants to get on top of it and master it, she's just going to do it. Yeah. Love that. So she produces her in her info. It's that she's a producer, a rapper, a singer, and an actress. Nice. Um, yeah. And so now it's 2020. So she's been doing it since 2007. So 13 years. Damn, and so she's she only was 33. 20 when she, yeah. So she was, damn. That's and, honestly, I, the more, the older I get, the more I realize how young 20 is. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's so and young. Anything accomplished by then is crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I feel bad for Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I like bag. the way they, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows. I think he's a douchebag. Okay. Continue. <laughs> I took this excerpt right from uh, the Wikipedia. I like the way they put it. Snow is known for her rapid freestyle, rapid fire style of rapping. Mm. She stated she admires and supports artists who have their own original style. And uh, she's influenced by artists. And I thought this list was interesting. It's why I put it to Missy Elliott, DeBrat, Big Pun, Lauren Hill, Aaliyah, mm. Amy Winehouse, Andre 3000, Ludacris, Johnny Cash, Eminem, Busta, Tupac, Mac Dre, Tech Nine, Brother Lynch Hung, as well as Mexican actress Maria Felix and singers Selena Quintanilla, Selena. Gloria Trevi, and Lupita de de Alessio. De Alessio. Wow. Yeah. So- She's got everything in there. And honestly, a lot less reggaeton artists than I would have assumed. But I guess that's the fact that she's bilingual. Like, that doesn't really define her mute. Like, I feel kind of dumb for making that assumption now. You know what I mean? But but just I was just thinking, like, when she grew up, who would be big in the reggaeton world? But lit, like, that's honestly, that makes so much sense. And to take everything and mix it into one big pot, like, that's that's dope. Yeah, I, I think of it's probably a pretty, uh, sorry, being in California and then that high school, there had to have been all kinds of genres around her. So I also think of, I love the comedian Christina P. She's 10 years older than Snow. She's 43 and was super gothic. Had grown up in the Valley near San Bernardino, then spent years in San Francisco. And Christina P's whole aesthetic was goth for years. <laughs> Bauhaus, all that shit. So. It's just somewhere like California, especially pending on how public your high school, I think it's neat too. And it just makes sense to me. She loved Johnny Cash and what was cool then, you know, from Eminem to those Spanish artists. Because her, her start was mariachi music when she was little. That's and then so also cute. loves, you know, know Amy Winehouse, Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah mattered enough to her in that time frame of Aaliyah's career for her to want it included in her Wikipedia. Personality-wise, she's definitely a partier. She's a hype girl. And um, she includes in a lot of ways, if you're going to start shit and you're going to pop off, we can fucking handle it. And also, she's like, don't be a downer. I'm all about feeling your feelings. Express yourself. Do what works for you. Take care of yourself. And if you're about it, drink this tequila. If not, smoke that weed. If not, (laughs) do some yoga. Like, she's... (laughs) You know, take care of yourselves. Let's all be. She's very like, I think she's more kind and laid back than not. But a part of how she grew up and just who she is, like, don't get it twisted for a second. Okay. Don't approach her if you're wild. You're not going to catch like her off guard. She's got people in her corner and she don't fucking play. Like she's not too pretty because she's an artist 
you know, to catch you back. Like that's how I think she comes across amongst gotcha. other things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will not. I refuse to get it twisted. I will not get dragged. So <laughs> duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> She's got songs like say bitch, petty, and a few other ones that just kind of, so she does both. She'll call a woman out or call somebody out who's hating on her and doing whatever. And then also spin it. You know, who's hurting you? What's got you so mad? Why do you got to act like that? Let's come together. Let's vibe. Come have a drink with me. Let's not do this. Okay. So you know, she's got that similar to like Rico nasty kind of like, yeah. I don't get, but maybe not from what I just heard. She's not also screaming all the time. So she's got like more of a chill flow, but it's fast. Yes. Somehow chill and fast, which good for you for accomplishing. I've still yet to figure it out. You, yeah, when you're cruising and you're listening to her, you could be going on a slow drive. She's great for blunt drives, and she's great for I don't smoke anymore. But since I quit, I I've been listening to her the last couple of years. So I, I think you and, can still t- say what's good for blunt drives. You're still qualified for that position. <laughs> true, true. I did spend years being a connoisseur of <laughs> a connoisseur of the blunt drive. Yeah. Enchanté. Uh, yeah, and if you want to get the party started, listen to Snow. And if you want to keep the party going after party while you're cooking at home, I think she's fit for many occasions. Uh, I'll get into all of her albums, and I want to include on one album, "Good Nights and Bad Mornings," the Volume Two edition called "The Hangover," has guest appearances from. Her favorite, Tech Nine. Nice. And then, yeah, yeah, he's so good. And then also the Cataracts, Trey the Truth, Sci High the Prince, Dizzy Wright, and Ty Dolla Sign. That was in 2013. Nice. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. On her song Cali Love, produced by the Cataracts, it samples Tupac's hit California Love, which is our jammy. Oh, the Cataracts. So she's working with some. Yeah, she's got some big name because they do some really great remix stuff. That's what's up. Yeah, she's been at it. She's been doing this for a while. And then how she does it, I think she just does. She's she's linked up with these same producers or these people. And I think she does a lot of her stuff at home. So she makes herself available to jump on with anybody easy to work with. And that aspect, and then also on her own, she'll put in that work. Do you she'll know just- if she's with a record label? Because it's like, those are big names. Like, she must have some people. At one point, she was signed with Atlantic Records, and she's no longer with them. Oh, yeah, Atlantic's. So, hmm, I wonder what went on there. Atlantic's got some big some big old hands. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> big old yeah. hands. Uh, let me pull up. I, I have all this already written about her, and I don't know. Oh, her studio album is. So her first album in 2007 was called Verbal Assault. Volume one. Nice. Yeah. Oh, eight. She did Raising the Bar, capital B, which is like different. Like maybe drinking anthems on there. I haven't listened to everything yet. I have started to further divulge, but there's a lot of work here with a lot of albums. She's worked really hard. She deserves all the good acclaim, all the fame she's getting. Um, It's going to be neat when I talk about what she did just a couple years ago. And some people may already recognize her from that. And she deserved that opportunity to work on that project. Oh my God, um, come on. You're just going to leave me hanging. I know, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting Sorry, there. I asked a question. That's my own dumb fault. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal Assault Volume 2 is in 09. Run Up or Shut Up and Wake Your Game Up 
Ooh. was in 2010. Ooh. Yep. Unorthodox was uh, in 2011. The album Unorthodox in 11 was the studio album she did for Atlantic Records. Oh, okay. So, Good Nights and Bad Mornings in 2012. And then that volume two edition called The Hangover. Good Nights and Bad Mornings volume two, The Hangover, was released in 2013. And then in 2015, The Rest Comes Later, the next year, Halfway There. And in 2018, she did Vibe Higher. Wow. So she's Good Nights and Bad Mornings. I mean, could you make something more relatable? I don't think you right. could. Right. We don't know I anything. Mean, right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's, yeah. I identify with her. Yes. And her music. And, yes. And Vibe Higher, it's like, so basically, you know, you do the, you get sober and then over time you're like, you know, maybe a little ayahuasca and we'll just drop another record. Just no mm. alcohol, you know. Let me hit I that mean, opiate tea and opium tea, opiate. <laughs> right. Don't hit any well, she opiate was, tea. <laughs> <laughs> she was going on, she just turned 30, like the year before, 2018. So I think that's neat, is as she approached her 30s, you know, I don't know what halfway there means to her, what it could stand for, but vibe higher. You know, let's keep growing, let's move forward, elevate. Yeah. I like that, you know. A big part of her fame and a, a big part of uh, a lot of her fandom is definitely YouTube. She has okay. so many music videos. She has videos on videos for so many of her songs going back at least some of the earliest I saw was 2011, 2012. Wow. So, I mean, you figure the first couple albums, 07, 08, and 09, were, you know, kind of like mixtapes and those come up albums, you know, sold on her own. And then that year before, Wake Your Game Up into her only studio album for now, you know, and then after. And that's also a good time period as YouTube really took off. So she has been, you know, a YouTube music video star in a sense for years now. And some of the older songs that have millions of views that are easy to find, Doing Fine, Cookie Cutter Bitches, those both have over 12 million views. Yeah. Get that money, yo. That's that money. Right. Right. She got yes, that ranch, baby. YouTube money. Yeah. I'm on a ranch. <laughs> With my YouTube money, I'm on a ranch. Um <laughs> in two thousand twelve she has this song Till Death. And that's got a lot of uh, millions of views. And I really like it because it's scary. It's mm. kind of suspense suspenseful. You can hear it in the music and what she's talking about you know, basically a play on loving somebody and them doing her wrong. But as the video starts, she is uh, black, eye makeup, tear drenched, and her lipstick is smeared. Oh, no. She's yeah, sweet, so but a I, psycho. She, yeah. That's exactly. I appreciate that she's willing to make herself look like that and have that play on crazy. Yes. Because a couple artists do it, and they also make it funny. Yeah. Like in, in Taylor Swift's song, um... Was it Bad Blood, right? Um, that one and um, I'll Write Your Name. Um, what's it called? Um, um, I'll, I'll Write, write Your Name. Boys <laughs> only want love. Um, you love the young and oh, the game? No, young and it's reckless. Young and reckless. <laughs> yeah. We'll take the Star-crossed I still can't lovers. think of me. You know, 
Blank space. Blank space. Blank space. Oh my god. Taylor, fuck we you for it. making us sing that whole fucking thing, you asshole. God damn it. Well, in Taylor Swift's blank space, I know. You know, and she's like, she's so good at marketing that she did. She does that kind of shit on purpose. Fuck her. Oh. <laughs> also, Pink has a song, um, Please Don't Leave Me, that she's doing a spin of that um, book that got made into a movie. The woman loves the author and she kidnaps him and breaks his legs. Oh my god. That's a movie and that was a book. It's a Stephen King book. And uh, someone at home is screaming it. Yeah. Um I think Kathy Bates plays the crazy woman. I have no idea. No. But Pink so Pink and Taylor Swift, like other artists, women have done it, but they make it kind of funny. They make themselves look crazy funny. Okay. And I think she's just like dramatic and scary. <laughs> and, and like that raw like no no like this is what i would look like this is what it's like i'm like this i'm this is me i'm bitches i'm scary <laughs> yeah 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 it's cool um a, a very good hype crunk get you lit whatever year you're from and whatever word that works for you get crunk get or, totally tubular else. dude yeah man whatever rocks your boat whatever tickles your fancy let's get groovy <laughs> hey man <laughs> She has a song called Butter, and it's about, um, she's kind of talking to women, too. I don't want your man. I'm trying to see what's up with you, honey. Oh, wow. And yeah, there's girls dancing in it, and they're really getting it in. And you could like at, look at it like she's exploiting sex and exploiting women. But really, if you know you want to dance with your ass out and twerk in my video, like, yes, girl, get it. Like, love your body, love your life. Yeah. We're all here to have fun. And I mean, More that shit sells, so yeah yeah uh in the there's a uh what would you call it? a skit in the middle of the video they're in the car and they're trying to get through and these guys stop their car and he there three guys are trying to hit on them and sh and snow is talking the most she's like we're really trying to do our own thing like we're good whatever and they're trying to hit on them and then snow is finally like no man like that's my girl i don't mean like all these girls are my friends my girlfriend this is my girlfriend we're not interested. And then they start with like, you know, oh, prove it, prove it. And they're just talking shit. And, the, you know, the vibes get a little tense. And her girlfriend, who I, I want to say in the video is Juju, because that's who she's an artist. And Juju and Snow are now engaged. Oh, shit. That's her fiance. Yeah. Snow's been with men in the past. She um, has a few other songs, like her song Waste of Time, I think is about her ex. Mm. And... Sorry to jump around. In 2010, she had a son. So he's 10 or 12 now. She was young. but And she had been married for years at one point and has men mentioned it in a, I want to say, USA Today article. I, I didn't pull up the reference. Um, she just doesn't talk about it a lot. You know, her private life is private. So, yeah. um, but now, yeah, now she's with a woman. So, you married really cool. the lead twice. She's hot and queer. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm My real bad. pissed. Yeah, right. I, honestly, Alex and I were. Alex does this thing where she goes on feminist rants. Love. This is my fiance, and she uh she did this. She does this thing like where her least favorite thing is just straight guys that act like she's not gay still, even though they know it. Where they're just like. Like, they'll hit her up and be like, yeah, I just went through a breakup. And she's like, if I don't immediately start, like, coddling them, then they'll and then they'll just go into the, so what's been up with you? And then she'll just have to be like, yep, still gay. 
and like it happens to her all the time and honestly can't relate because i'm not like the conventionally attractive type of female but i just feel for her so bad because dudes are just constantly in her dms and and it is like that where it's like oh yeah prove it or whatever and it's like fuck you like (laughs) my gayness actually has nothing to do with you it has so little to do with you (laughs) absolutely nothing yeah it's the same as dudes fear like hey man you're not interested in dudes so this gay gentleman won't express feelings towards you because they won't be reciprocated yeah and he's mentally capable enough to know that so should you like stop uh, yeah, I saw your your fiance's your uh, tweets about that, which oh, had enraged you? me. I'm not surprised by it, but it infuriates me. Yeah, yep. sometimes that's how I find out about these things, and then I have to go and ask <laughs> her, and I'm like, "So, who's in your DMs this time, babe?" Because I thought one of her best friends, who's a dude, who they're like best friends, just went through a breakup, and I was so scared that it was him because I was like, that would really fucking like she would have been devastated because you like you. It's so hard as a female to trust dudes to not make things fucking weird, and when you finally do trust them, and then they make shit fucking weird, it's like again, really, I should have known this was gonna happen. You fucking weirdo, like that happens yeah. so much. The devastation is in how long they, he will wait to say anything and just how deep the friendship goes, which is in the, a a big part of the devastation is this friendship was a lie. This, these things I entrusted you, a lot of this, how much of it was you basically playing me to get close to me, to think that I would also develop feelings, which is something that like you, like men, you guys got to, you can't, this, Correlation with like trust and feelings. Do you tell yourselves, oh, she's willing to tell me all these things and spend time with me and tells me she loves being my friend? If we just keep doing this more, she'll develop feelings. No, right. That's not how this works. And then, like, if you come into a friendship, if if you come into a friendship because you have feelings for someone and you don't let them know, and that's why you're developing the friendship, that is number one shitty number two unhealthy and not fair to you or the other person you don't have to do that yeah men are uh, missing out on beautiful platonic relationships because of these expectations and they're hurting people and you can even be like hey i don't want to make it weird but i have to make it weird for a second i'm attracted to you and sorry if that's weird if it is weird and you're not like then just like it's cool. I do want to be friends with you still. It's like not that. I mean, it's like a leap of faith and you have to take it sometimes. But don't like to not sit on that and use it as like some weird power play or like, yeah, yeah. exploiting your friendship. You're exploiting yep. this person's trust. That's fucked yep. up. I I have a guy friend who him and I ended up working through it. Um, he kept relaying these feelings for a long time. There were some some jokes And then we had multiple conversations. At one point, it was when I was still drinking. And then we've talked about it, too, since I've been sober. It's much easier to convey true feelings and have nobody use the, oh, I was drunk. I didn't mean it. Don't give me that shit. You know, (laughs) him and I are still friends because we both want to stay friends and then be friends. And whether he may still ever have some feelings or not, he knows without a doubt that they are not reciprocated and they won't be. And if he didn't want to have this friendship, we wouldn't have to. Yeah. And I've also done it with a guy friend. He had to 
say it. I, I shouldn't say it like that. He had to say it more than once. But you know what? Actually, no, I'll be honest. Um, I tried more than once because alcohol was involved. And I'll admit it, it's because he was a dude that I figured if I came on to him the right time under the right circumstance, that he would still want to sleep with me because why would he refuse sleeping with someone? But so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And this person though, respects me and our friendship and is not someone who likes to fake it, doesn't have feelings and was like, Maureen, it's not going to happen. And then now we're like best friends. I, t- I text his mother. We're best friends, and we're never we've never slept together, yeah. and we will never sleep together. But I so love that even possible. even you just even though you were drunk, probably I'm guessing because I've been there too. You going, I do want to sleep with you, FYI, or also like, hey, if you wanted to pick back up on that offer, it's still on the table. Like that's still you being open about it, and even if it was by accident or you know drunkenly right. induced. Yeah. But I've been there where somebody. I was like, I had a crush on and then we started becoming friends. And then I was like, is this like, could this be? And they were like, no. And then I had to just not hang out with them anymore because I was just like, I'm too into this person. Like I like them and they clearly don't. So like, I just can't be around them and be healthy and that's okay too. But it's better to set that boundary and know that that's where you're at than to like exploit it later. Yeah. It's healthy for everybody. That's, that's what I mean too. Like, it's it's of course stop having expectations don't exploit your friendships and like don't do that to yourself it is unhealthy to expect things from other people and deprive yourself of potential wonderful friendships just because that person won't sleep with you like Mm. don't miss out on shit because of of that like have self-awareness have some self-love because there's other people out there i have had lots of situations friendships relationships you know, based with someone because we were sleeping together and that's all it was, but it was mutual and it was understood. And then I don't still hang out with any of those people because like I'm, I've been dating someone for over a year and cause I've been sober. I, I just correlated for me some pers- promiscuous behaviors with my drinking lifestyle. Oh, and I can't relate to that at all. Them. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That, yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of it is like that that late night loneliness where you've been drunk since 3 p.m. And all it's just <laughs> you're just operating on literal animal instincts and you've texted everyone. It's 11 o'clock. You're so pissed. Why won't anyone answer you? And that. Yeah. I mean, it's very or, relatable. To, I don't have that anymore. I just go to fucking sleep or I eat a cookie or something. That's right. No more 1am's you up. Yeah. It's more like, baby, hold me. <laughs> oh my God. More like, knock, knock, Alex, can I sleep in your bed tonight? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. We used to try not to like do too many sleepovers or hangouts or whatever when we weren't living together. And now it's like, we, ha- we, still- <laughs> we have like the same schedule of sleeping together in the same bed that we used to when we didn't live together because <laughs> we each have our own bed so oh okay yeah. well that's great to have your own space i love it i absolutely i highly recommend it it's so cute because i can go quote unquote like visit her at, you know what i mean like in the morning it's like i come in and i'm like good morning and and then i leave and i go back to my own room <laughs> like i don't have to be stuck there <laughs> you guys are making it work yeah you guys that's so you know that seems a little unconventional and some people would be like, oh, rah, 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 rah. nope, that, that looks to me like boundaries, personal space, 
because you two are your own people with your own lives. You also yep. choose to like date and love each other. So you also combine. I think it's a beautiful example of being your own person because I'm like that. Matt is not my other half. Matt does not complete me. I'm completing myself. I am my own. I also love Matthew and we're doing things together. Like he's his own person with his own shit too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. To having your own bed. I, I really recommend it. I'm like in my own bedroom and it's like, then we have time to miss each other. Sometimes when, when we go to bed, it's like we kiss goodnight and it's, I'm like, I'll miss you. And she's like, I'll miss you too. And it's like, when you live together and you've been quarantined together, I literally, the last time I left my house was over a month ago. I went on a drive yesterday. I go for walks all the time. But the actually going somewhere else was over a month ago. And like, we live together and she works from home. So if we didn't have that, I think we would have like been gone crazy. That's so healthy. That's so awesome. (laughs) All All right. We'll swing right back into it. No, that's okay. Hell yeah. So those were our albums. And and more her hype songs, Butter, Till Death, Cookie Cutter Bitches, Doing Fine, and I love her song, Let You Go, um, her song, Petty, that's about petty bitches. I, I played that. you a sample of, it was so good, um, we can get petty, 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 bitch, hey, we can get hey. petty, you know, it's a fight what? song. <laughs> and if this song had come out... I knew about it when we were still drinking and we were rolling up to a house party or you were like, we got to drive by this person's house or whatever we were fucking getting into. This is the jammer. We can get petty. That's literally, that's this day's version of Nuck, if you buck, uh, Nuck, if you... (laughs) It's about to be a what? Girl fight? That's exactly, bitch, we can get petty. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And if you're looking for a fired up, like tagging somebody, calling them out in your Snapchat, fucking that's the jam. Wow. Yes, a lot of sub snaps. She's so talented. Uh, Just during quarantine, she dropped the song Nowhere Nowhere to Go, and she filmed it at home, like probably from her iPhone or something. She changes a couple outfits. Yeah. She owns a really big teddy bear, like the biggest one you can get from the carnival or you get ordered. Like it's as big as her. She sits in it. So that's in the video a lot. It just sits against the wall. And then you just see her on and off drinking, I think smoking. And then it's either her bestie or her girlfriend, but they're partying and she's in and out of a pajama onesie and she's dressed up. So she's just like goofing off and she's like, I got nowhere to go. I got nothing to do. And like, it's fun. And it's like, this is how talented she is. Like, I'm I, just jump on on that. I like that shit. I love topical shit like that. And I, like, yeah, me and Alex will bump to that. Hell yeah. Another one of her. So her song waste of time, I think is about an ex. I think it was about the guy she was with before her fiance. Now everyone will like at least one snow, the product song because the beat and is going to get you a followed by the theme and what the song is about. You'll just love it for that or a different one for what it's about. Like that's what's neat is she's got all these different themes telling these stories and like a great beat, a great um, track goes along with it. Her song, Waste of Time, you're a fucking waste of time, 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 hey, hey, you're a fucking waste of time. And you just wanna, you wanna know the lyrics, you wanna know the hooks, like, ah, it's so good. It's catchy, but not annoying. It's they yeah. don't all sound the same. It's not all scissor or cr- hype. It's not all these loud beats. It's not all club songs. It's it's California dope. Like, and you can hear her well. You understand her, and and even her Spanish is clear and beautiful. And you're just like, holy shit! 
Damn, so she's like, okay. like she, I wonder if she's mad that Cardi is getting all this attention because I feel like she's been doing it for longer and it sounds like, and I'm not, I don't want to diss Cardi, but it sounds like she, Snow's more legit and like has been just doing it her own way for a long time. Wow, you're nodding a lot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she's another artist kind of like Dell or as others. So to not get into the discrimination that female artists get, let alone female rappers. Fast. That's a part yeah. of it. They, Yeah, I mean, just take on the the main reason for Cardi B and Nicki Minaj quote-unquote feud was just the industry because, God forbid, we have more than one um, top female artist, yeah. like top rapper. They just did that. They like A lot of the tabloids started it, and you know certain people in their camps or whatever got paid or yep, got in somebody's you know, ear and said, Oh, she yeah. said this about you. And yeah. Yeah. Just to, and then to create that beef around the MTV video music awards, you know, whatever, a lot of that, um, is, is just because the industry says we can only have one leading female rapper. And I think snow is just going to keep doing her thing because yeah. she was with Atlantic and now she's not. And I, I, do wonder a little bit what happened but also it's like that was 2011 That's she's obviously true. fucking good <laughs> it's 2020 yeah. and she's not falling off you know yeah she was in queen of the south the show queen of the south she played the character lil Tra- traviesa lil t so if you watch queen of the south the character lil t that's snow the product okay and i wonder if in the credits it's her real name claudia um, Madrid's Meza. I don't know, but maybe wow. it says Snow the Product. I don't know. Yeah, because Snow the Product is a really interesting choice for a name because it it's like okay, yeah, you're go ahead. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> which I, I have like, written down. Okay. I just realized I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was she was gonna go by Snow White. That's what she was gonna go by, but didn't want any issue. Or if she actually blew up, would have obviously. Um, copyright issues disney sucks with that stuff shit yeah yeah she goes by snow white she was gonna go by snow white the product but then change it to what she is what she's known by snow the product she spells it with an s-n-o-w she her name spelled yeah snow like the word s-n-o-w the as in t-h-a product capital p that's so funny because dell sometimes does the t-h-a too sometimes it's del the and sometimes it's del the (laughs) 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 they pronounce exactly the same but they're just spelled a little different so yeah this last year the last couple years she released um bilingue that's the one i played that's my jam because of the simultaneous flow of her english to spanish throughout the whole song is so good and she raps so fast so fucking fast in that song in both languages. And at one point you hear it and you, when you listen to it, you may hear better than me where she probably stopped to take a breath. Cause you have to, yeah. but there you don't hear those breaks, dude. So like, oh, she, yeah. that's yeah, a good producer. Like, then she got a good producer because honestly yeah. it took me a long time to make it to quantize stuff and get it to a point where you can rap that fast and stay on the beat and have it be clear enough that people know what you're saying. Cause like, the, those three things happening at the same time is like either it gets a little syncopated, you don't really understand, you catch a little in there or something, you know? Yeah. And then um, between her YouTube videos and it's her touring, 
her promoting herself, being on her own label, how they do it, who she works with, and all of it. Um, they they have a pretty good turnaround, you know, because they're only paying so many people. She must she must charge a fair enough amount, or what she sells. I believe her ticket prices are reasonable because she wants people there. Yeah, she wants her fans to come. She wants them to be able to afford it. She meet, does meet and greets after the artists she works with. They do too. Um, cause all that matters to her. So that's it. She's making, she's got YouTube money and she makes touring and merch money, a whole lot of merch. You go on her own websites, knowtheproduct.com and it's hoodies on hoodies on hoodies. Mm. Yeah. I need oh, a yeah, new hoodie. So I'll jump in there. Right. Let's do it. In 2017, a little own uh, Broadway artist, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, you don't say. He debuted Immigrants, We Get the Job Done, the Hamilton mixtape, or he released the Hamilton mixtape. Okay. And on it is the song Immigrants, We Get the Job Done. Okay. Featured is, in that song, is the um, rapper Kanan. Oh, Kanan. Yeah. The yeah. Dusty Foot Philosopher. That's Kanan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. The rapper Residente. Um, no, that one I Riz, don't know. I don't know him either. Nope. Riz MC, aka the Knight of, aka the Knight of Actor Riz Ahmed. Bro, your name's too long. <laughs> right. What is all that? Your aka needs to snip, snip, snip. <laughs> mm-hmm. And snow the product. Nice. So those four rappers featured on that song. You've got a Somali Canadian, yep. a Puerto Rican person, British Pakistani. And Mexican-American. Oh, Residente. Okay, I think that he's on a Bad Bunny song or two. Probably. Mashable notes, delivering their rest respective verses, and then it goes on to a little bit more in the article. But I pulled that right from Rolling Stone. Um, it was actually June 28th, 2017. So that's neat. It's basically three years ago, huh. you know, about this time. Yeah. So, yeah. So you may not have realized, especially if you're a Hamilton fan and you've listened to the mixtape and more of that work, the female artist you hear on the song Immigrants, We Get the Job Done. I'm, I picked her, too, because I knew I could go on long enough about it, but was glad that I'm like, okay, if I list all of her albums, influences, and, like, these things, like, her as a whole artist, especially compared to Levon Helm. Listen, y'all, I really appreciate it if you got through Arkansas. <laughs> Please know that we've learned, and, like, I'm never going to talk that long about anyone ever again in my life, I let alone feel, I feel podcast. like that about Jewel with me. I feel like I went on, even just now with Dell, but it's part, I know part of it's because I had to s completely start over. So, yeah. in, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long, but, like, Jewel, I got to, like, her Christmas album, and I'm like, I really just want to stop talking now. I think I'm just done talking. <laughs> yeah well, i knew that with doing snow that i was like i'll drop all of her discography so it's known but that was going to be the best thing or the most exciting part for me was to try to articulate how great of an artist i think she is like how she's she's good at her job she's good at what she does i think she's a great person and she's worth listening to you know especially if you have adverse opinions on hip-hop um everybody's gonna like at least one of her songs i'm putting that down like money I bet you. It makes me so mad that she doesn't have better representation in the industry because she's a queer person of color. She's bilingual. Like, she is America. Yeah. And so many people are in denial of that and think America looks like whatever Imagine Dragons looks like, which <laughs> my favorite tweet ever is, 
you could point to any group of white guys and and tell me it's Imagine Dragons and I would believe you. <laughs> and I feel that way. Yes. Yeah. So to think that there's an artist like this who's just out there doing her thing and I I even tried digging. I mean, when I tried digging for female rappers, all the results with the top hits were all people that like Meg the, Meg the Stallion, Bad Baby, you know, you get that. I can't remember her name, but she's Indian. And now I've, it's, mm, she does that. Happening day, they got by the gun. They don't need day, they're up like a pony. They're gonna get, they don't need gun. All right, well, that's one, a great flow. It's the banana song. Anyway, oh, and then Rico Nasty. But when I try to search for female rappers, which I do every couple months, just look and see who else is out there. This artist has not come up in the search. That is complete bullshit to me. How is this artist doing her own thing in multiple languages? How is she never in my recommended from YouTube? That's infuriating. You're absolutely right. That's interesting. Because she's got a lot of her music on Apple Podcasts. There's probably a lot on Spotify. And you know what? I, I mean, if I were to try to actually answer you, she's the one promoting herself. You know? Like, she's worked with all these other artists. And yeah. they all work with lots of artists. So everybody chucks it up to, oh, this is the industry, man. You got to play the game. But, yeah, I, I think... Bullshit. She stands by everything she's done. And if somebody was like, how come I haven't heard from you? That she could just be like, you know, I, I, I hope she has the confidence. Like, I, I hope she knows she's great because yeah. I think her time will come. Either she'll just keep moving forward and keep releasing music. And I, I wonder if it's just partly the genre. Like, I don't know how soon we're going to be able to just embrace female artists equally because they mm. have we have to do more work in the country genre. We have to do it in, in pop, take female artists more seriously in pop music because um, it's saturated with artists that like get a couple songs then you don't hear from them anymore. Oh, they're old news. Like, no, she's a person right. who loves to sing. Yeah. And then, yeah, with Snow, I hope her time will come. Or just like with, with Del and with some other rappers, maybe they'll be considered underrated, but um, the proof is in the pudding. Like, yeah. You know, whenever I have her on the car, someone's going to be like, who is this? And I'm going to be like, it's Snow the Product. Yeah. And, and just like get it, in the word of know? mouth. I mean, that's, that is part of what frustrates me is like capitalism makes you feel like if you're not known, it's your fault. Or if you're not, if you're not, you know, bringing in the dividends, it's your fault. And it's something that you're doing. But then for females and for queer artists and for artists of color, the industry is set up to work against us. So, you know, cause I can rap and I can freestyle and I can produce, but because I, it's either, you know, it's, it's, it's that myth of right place, right time or whatever, whatever. It's not about skill. Like, it's not about how good you are at something at all. It's about exposure. It's about who do you know? Like, so this idea that you have to just work harder to be known, like it really frustrates me because this girl is putting in true and serious work. And she's not even in my vernacular. Yeah. yeah. She's been doing it for 13 years. And this mainstream since at least the last nine to 10. So you're But right. you'll have people like Ray Strummond keep dropping shitty singles and getting lots of airplay on the radio. I mean, I wonder if this girl is even getting plays on things like Hot 937. You know, I wonder if she's getting the plays that, you know, all the... Tiga even. You know, all these... Uh, male rappers who suck, who are getting so many, there's so many bad male rappers. Yeah, you're right. 
or 93.7 will keep playing her song Slide, but are they also going to play some of her, you know, other songs also besides I Can't Breathe? You know, like I want to hear more Chloe and Haley, and I want to hear. I want to hear less Blueface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to bust down a single Tatiana ever again. Never. I don't. Shout out to my boss, Tatiana, who's not a Tatiana, but I do <laughs> tell her often, bust it down, bust it down. She goes, okay, can you send me your schedule or what days you want to work? Yes. And I go, yeah, bust it down, bust it down. And you say, oh, no, but can you say your name a little bit off the beat so everyone knows that it's bad on purpose? Blue face, baby. Well, that's why we're here, too. We're here to promote artists that you wouldn't necessarily have heard about or know how good they are. Yeah. So you should definitely check out Dell the Funky Homo Sapien and Snow the Product. This is, I love that we both picked rappers. For the first time we did a hip hop episode, it was our Cali part one. And they both yeah. have a the in the name. So this good. Snaps for days. We talk about Homo Sapiens here. We talk about products. We talk about Snows and Dells and Dell Snows. Beautiful people. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. All right, that was awesome. Thank you for covering her. I'm I sorry I got I guess I'm not sorry, but I did get fired up thinking about the end like I just get really frustrated Same. with algorithms yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think it's a great piece to talk about. I, I we're gonna talk about music and when we talk these facts and we tell these artists stories, I will find it interesting how often it's gonna come up. Like Yep. You know, yeah, even the blind boys from Alabama, they wanted to stick with gospel. And for years and years, they were haggled. And then they eventually, you know, go into it and it somewhat pays off. But yeah, I, I think the recurring themes will be artists staying true to their own work, um, the industry ruining things and being greedy, <laughs> and society and our <laughs> yeah, norms. So far, and, and yeah. How yeah. Yeah. It's going to come with the conversations, which I'm really excited about. And I'm hungry. I my I can't feel my butt. My legs went past hurting. To my butt is numb, oh, but that no. means I'm gonna ask my boyfriend to rub it tonight. So we're both gonna win. Sorry if that was TMI, but uh, and another theme of our podcast is butt rubs. Butt rubs. Ruin likes butt rubs. Everybody loves butt rubs. So oh, I hope man. you get your butt rubbed. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you do. Yeah. Thanks for listening. To- Thank you guys. Stars of Our stars the, of the sorry stars Sorry. We're going from A to Wyoming, talking about the homies making stuff in the USA. We're shooting the shit together, too legit forever. This is the stars of the states.